Hello everyone, I'm Corey and we're talking manpower. Today I'm with Mr. Paul Hilton. He's the Deputy G8 here at the United States Army Training and Doctoring Command. Mr. Hilton, thank you very much for being here today. I appreciate it. Happy to do it, Corey. So please tell us about um, your role here at TRADOC. Well, uh, it's fairly typical for a deputy. Uh, you know, the, the easiest definition is cover those things for the boss that she doesn't have time to get to. Um, but uh, typically what I try and do is ensure that uh, the G8 staff has good solid interactions with the rest of coordinating and the special staff elements. So I try and ensure that, that uh, I stay abreast of everything going on, especially with the G3. I cover things like G3 sync meeting, uh, bring those ideas and initiatives back and make sure our directors are aware of the other things going on in the staff, which will eventually impact G8. And of course, since G8 provides the resources to do everything, uh, at some level, almost everything going on in the command gets touched by G8. So you're a former uh, you're a former military, from my understanding. How long did you serve in uniform? Um, just shy of thirty years. And were you an FA fifty officer? I was at at the last part of my career. I served as an FA fifty officer in the Pentagon. And what type of experience was that like? Um, it was actually great. Uh, it was very different than anything I'd ever done in the Army before. And uh, so I showed up as an infantry officer uh, on an O one Alpha assignment. You know, O one Alpha, any breathing officer will do. And uh, uh, got into FA-50 um, just because that's where I ended up, um, but uh, it was a real eye-opener to me. You know, it, it, I'd always questioned, you know, wow, how did this Jeep on my MTO suddenly turn into a Humvee? Um, but you never really understand. Uh, generally, the truth is that in, when you're in the operating force, you don't really know how the Army runs and you just sort of accept it. Um, and, and so to get in on the ground floor of, of total army analysis, TAA, and, and get a chance to see how that runs um, uh, was really a terrific opportunity for me in terms of, of really expanding my understanding of, of, of what really makes the Army go. So how was your transition from military to civilian life? It was uh, really fairly simple, and, and partly because of, you know, I'd gotten into this this kind of small, I won't go all the way to arcane, but small um, field. And so there were a lot of, lot of opportunities. If I, if I wanted to keep doing the same thing, I interviewed with, with a good number of, of commercial um, firms who were, were interested in, in the skills I'd been able to develop in the Army. But at the end of the day, I decided to, to stay inside the Army as Department of the Army civilian, but it was, it was really a very easy transition for me. So I understand that you moved from the CP26 world to the CP11 world. Um, as kind of proponents have to say, kind of crossed the dark side there. Um, so how really different is the work between CP11 and CP26? Corey, that's a really good question. Um, and so at, at, at the analyst level, there can be a fair amount of difference between what an accountant does and, and what someone doing a manpower survey does. Um, but, you know, I really... Uh, I see the two as very closely intertwined, and, and interestingly, I've been in, in several sessions with Honorable Spear over the last year or two where I, I think it's, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think he sees the same thing. There's, fair, there's a fair inter, interrelationship or correlation between um, manpower and, and the rest of resource management. I mean, the, the GH title is resource management, and manpower is, in TRADOC anyway, inside the G8 
uh, within TRADOC, it's our most important resource. You know, we produce trained soldiers for the Army. We produce the future vision for the Army. Um, and all that is really manpower intensive. It's essentially a, a manpower enterprise. Um, so there's a really strong correlation. You know, over 50, 51% of the Army's budget goes to manpower. Um, and, and so, again, in my view, the, the fields are really uh, closely related. And so I, I really see um, my manpower background um, has provided me a lot of, of good insights, again, into, into the larger Army processes. Um, and, you know, even if you look within manpower, so when I was the chief of manpower here, I, I had a section that, that uh, built the manpower schedule eight, which correlates to the, to the um, dollar schedule eight for POM submission. And so the, from a programming aspect, really uh, manpower and, and the POM process are, are absolutely tied at the hip. So does your previous experience in uniform as an FA-50 and as a CP-26 careerist, how has it helped you, your decision-making? How does it help that? Um, I'm not sure it helps, Corey, in, in decision-making as much as understanding. And again, um, having had the opportunity to, to uh, run the TAA process for the Army, it, it allows me some insights sometimes into the why and how decisions might be being made or what the Army's trying to, to shape. And so I can, I won't say be a step ahead, but it allows me um, to very quickly understand, you know, the two or three or four different directions things might head. And I think that allows me um, to provide our directors um, some pretty good advice and insights into where they ought to focus their efforts and, and what what any particular initiative might mean to TRADOC at the end of the day. You know, this command is, is one of the Army's three ACOMs, um, but much of what we do not the futures part, but the, the training part of training and doctrine command is very much driven not by what we want to train, but, but by those decisions made in the Army and for a like total Army analysis, you know, which drives at the end of the day, that's what drives the number of signal battalions in the Army, and the number of signal battalions in the Army ultimately drives um, what we recruit in recruiting command a part of TRADOC and then what we train at the signal school or any of our other schools. Well, everyone, that's all we have time for today. We'll continue our conversation with Mr. Paul Hilton in the next couple of days. Be on the lookout for the interview on our Facebook page, our Divots page, and via our podcast. And until next time, have a great Army Day.